Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host. Welcome to the Crossroads Homegrown Remix Podcast. Tonight, we have four amazing students who are going to introduce themselves, but I am your host, Brayden, and I am a lead team coach here from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I've been here for four years. Um, I'm Abby Affelter. I'm a freshman from Reading High School, and I've been coming to Crossroads since sixth grade. Uh, I'm Landon Clayball, and I am a junior at Reading High School, and I've been coming to Crossroads for about two and a half years. I'm Darren Craig. I'm a senior at Quincy, and I've been coming for about four years. Hi, my name is Alexis Bryan. I'm a junior at Hillsdale High School, and I've been coming to Crossroads since I was in sixth grade. Cool. So what did we talk about tonight? We learned about Job and how much he suffered. So we talked about suffering and the in through the character of Job. Um, what kind of things happened to him? Lost his whole family. So he lost his family. What else? Uh, he lost his whole herd of animals. Lost all of his livestock. Yes. He lost his servants. He lost his servant people. There's more. He lost everything. everything. He got sicknesses. Yes. Oh, yeah. What kind of sicknesses? Boils. What's a boil? Like a giant pimple that doesn't pop. A giant pimple that never pops. That has got to be annoying. So we talked about loss and suffering and all these things that we just like can't even imagine. So let's, let's ask a question about kind of physical suffering because I know we've all physically suffered before, whether that's broken bones or you fall off your bike. Um, but the first question is, would you rather have a splinter in your foot forever or receive five stitches every month? 100% five stitches every month. Why? Because no one likes a splinter in their foot, and it's there forever. So, like, a st stitches will heal over the course of a month, and then it depends on where you get it. I don't know where, because it didn't say specifically, but, like, your foot, very sensitive and painful. I'll have to agree with Landon on that one. I'd rather do five stitches every month. I also agree with the five stitches every month. Nobody for the splinter? No, I make that four. I agree. Ah. <laughs> Bummer for the splinter. Okay, let's switch it up a little bit. Would you rather be burned to death or frozen to death? Frozen because the last thing that happens is someone told me that the last thing that you feel is goodness right before you freeze oh, it. Like your skin feels like a sensation of... Do they tell you but in the how, two seconds before they... How would they know? Calm down. How, they know. How, how would the person that got frozen to death tell you that because they're dead? Like, you Ooh. wouldn't know. And if someone's there watching them die, that's just like, terrible. Uh, what they go, I feel sensation. I feel goodness. Like, what? That's just weird. Um, I mean, it's just the look on their face. I don't know. Because, like, <laughs> even, like, a little burn hurts. So I'm yeah. probably going to say freeze to death because... But freezing to death is slower, right? Probably. I don't know. Because they're both... I feel like they're both pretty slow. Like, because basically almost like burning death is like boiling alive. Like, Ooh. you wouldn't want to boil. Mm. Like, yeah. that's... Total cringe. It's like getting in the shower when the water's way too hot. You turn it down, like, you know? That's, no. Hmm. Freeze to death. I would also rather freeze to death. Okay, let's think of another one. One more for fun. Would you rather have a crying baby be like the soundtrack of your life so all you could hear is like crying baby for the rest of your life or every single time you took a step, it would feel like stepping on a Lego. Wait, what was the first one? A crying, crying baby, baby soundtrack to the rest of your life. I think I'd rather 
um, have the crying baby soundtrack because I feel like you would get so used to it that it would be normal and almost, I don't know. Because stepping on a Lego every time you step, you walk all the time. So like every, if you took every step you took would be terrible pain. It'd probably look like you're busting a move every time you look, you walk, you're like, oh, oh yeah. You could also cheat the Lego and just ride in a car or something. That's true. But wouldn't it be like every time you put pressure on your foot? So basically if you're pushing the pedal. No, but how about Feeling you driving? Later. How are you just riding? Your yeah, feet are still moving on the floorboard. Floor slab, wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. All right, so they say that focused people, if you focus in on something, they feel less pain. So what would your focus be on? Uh, what I'm doing with my life, or God, and God. God, what I do with my life. I would rather focus on other people because... For me, helping other people mm. makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. I agree with Alexis, but also when I'm trying to like get away from pain or struggle, I focus in on like sports and mm. activities to do, just so I'm more focused on other things. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Abby. Like, I agree with Alexis, but you also do something to keep yourself busy and keep your mind off of it. Some people eat. Anybody out there like bored eaters or like I'm like suffering, so I need to eat. A whole gallon of ice yes, cream. I don't so there's, get one. There's that. Pounds. But yeah, I think focusing on something definitely helps to kind of either be a distraction or a replacement. You know what I mean? Just kind of like a, I'm going to shift my focus from my suffering. Do you know anyone in your life who has suffered seriously and for a very long time? How do you usually feel when you're around them? This is a good question because it's I like. I feel really, really bad. I can't, I can't think of anyone right now, but I know I've had some people like that. Do you feel like guilty or embarrassed or oh, i feel guilty and i feel like bad for them and i feel like if that happened to me i wouldn't even be able to walk a mile in their shoes so a kid walks in and like you know like you've always like been in a public place and like maybe someone doesn't have an arm or they are missing some kind of uh, physical deformity right how does that make you feel it shouldn't, but sometimes it feels makes you feel like uncomfortable because you're not quite mm-hmm. sure what to do. Like you don't want to offend people. It's so easy to offend people like now, but you want to make them feel welcome, but you also don't want to make them feel singled out. Mm-hmm. I'd almost say like guilty because like you feel bad because you can do everything that like sometimes they can't. Like say, no, I don't know. Like I don't know what a good example is just for like, Say you're missing an arm, like some people can't do many things with one hand. So there goes know, your I'd sports f- career. Yeah, I'd feel guilty. No, some people are amazing though. Yeah, look, you see that basketball player? Yeah. I know of a wrestler when I was in the wrestling team. He was completely blind. He pinned a lot of. Wow. So flip the script. If it was you, how would you want other people to feel or act around you? I would definitely want them to be super supportive and not lecture me on what I've done wrong Mm. or how I got to this position, but instead just sit there in silence with me because that's the best bond you could ever have is to sit there with someone in silence. I would want support, but also I would want them to treat me like, like say it was, I was like I say you were were quote unquote normal before and then something happens and then later you don't want them to treat you any differently than mm-hmm. they would have before just because you went through a experience or now you're missing something. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Abby. Like, I don't really want them treating me any different than they would anyone else just because 
you'd say have something wrong with you. But like I, I wouldn't want to be treated different because then I'd feel like, you know, weird because they have to act different around me. I would also want them to have some sort of patience mm. because I know like what Doug said in the message earlier, you know, people can only put up with it for so long before they start to kind of like give up on you. And mm. I think yeah. that, you know, it's not really your fault that you're in that position. It just kind of happened, and people need to understand that they need to have patience and compassion for you. Yeah, they say that sympathy runs out, but empathy can yeah. last forever. So I agree with that. So, okay, let's say it's someone closer to you, and it's not just a random stranger. Say it's a friend. Do you usually try to comfort them, avoid them, fix them, or just say that you're praying for them? What is your go-to when someone says, hey, man, I'm really suffering in this X, Y, or Z way? Um, I probably try to do a mix of all of that. I support them, tell them I'll pray for them, and do everything I can for them. <laughs> avoid them, fix them. <laughs> okay, maybe not avoid them. Um, I say I like try and comfort them more and say that I'll pray for them because I feel like when somebody's suffering for something, they want comfort most of the time. I would sit and listen to what their pain really is and like what they're suffering through, because that's sometimes what people really need is just someone to listen. And then I'd probably, like, take them out to, like, I'd probably, like, run back through some memories we had or just something to get their mind off of the pain. I think trying to fix something or the situation can be, like, the worst thing that you can do because you're essentially saying that what they're going through isn't good enough or they're not good enough in this moment. So, like, just being, like Alexis said, just being there with them, eventually they're going to open up and be ready to talk about what happened or what they've gone through. And so not trying to jump in on it and mm -hmm. like be like, oh, I'll fix everything. We're going to be great. It's going to be fine. It's going to be perfect because it's not. It's not perfect at the moment and that's fine. But um, just waiting for them to be ready mm -hmm. to m move past it. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do is just take your cues from them and see what they're ready for. And it definitely takes a long time for them to really mentally and physically heal from that process of suffering. Mm -hmm. This is not even one of the questions, but do you guys believe in the statement that says, and you've heard it before, time heals all wounds? Do you believe that? No, because there are some wounds you cannot grow back. We're not lizards, you can't regrow wounds. <laughs> hmm. uh -oh. <laughs> um, I was watching a video on um, Toby Mac and he lost his son, and he said, I am going to smile again, but I'll never smile mm -hmm. as big. So I just think that you will move on. Mm -hmm. You will eventually gain back some of, like, your old life, but the pain doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. You're going to have good times again. You're going to laugh again. Um, but it's never, it's never going to be as um, great or as grand as it was before. I agree with Abby. That definitely is a process that can really like mentally deteriorate people. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Abby. And it's like it's always gonna be at the back of your head somewhere. Like you'll be happy, but you won't be to where you were at that point in time. Yeah, I kind of I agree with that too. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys agree because I was always like I don't know like taken aback when people say that because like I don't think that's true. And where in the Bible does it say that? And I don't think it does. But I think there are better alternatives to um, to seek during suffering, and I think the Bible is pointing to some of those here, even in Job. So.
Um, are you comfortable with God not making life easy for us? So one of the themes in the story of Job is that God allowed Satan to make Job's life miserable. And so I guess in application, that means God could theoretically allow our lives to not be easy either for us to suffer. And that's our real life experience. We've all suffered before. So how do you feel about that? I feel I just when it happened, there's nothing you can do about it, so I just be okay with it. It's already been happening, so there's nothing more you can do about it other than just pray. I'd say I'm comfortable with him making it difficult because he's doing it for a reason, and the total outcome of what's happening to you is going to be greater than anything that's going to happen. I agree with Landon, and it's a great learning experience, so that way you know how to help other people when they're going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm a control freak. It scares me a little bit. But um, knowing that there is so, mi- so much proof in the Bible that like God does things for good. And there's a verse mm-hmm. I cannot think of where Romans it is. Romans 8.28. Yes, Romans 8.28, that God works all things together for good of those who love him. And so just um, working on my faith and like my relationship with him, like eases the fear of not being in control of my life, Mm. but it's definitely a fear. (laughs) Yeah, so God doesn't waste anything, right? So it's certainly not our favorite when God allows us to suffer or allows that relationship to die or that job to be taken away or that person to get sick. But we understand that he's, you know, it's not something he's doing to us, it's something he's working through us, right? And he promises to be there always. So even when you have to walk through those valleys, he's with you and he's never forsaken you. I know you guys will probably all give the same answer, but the last question here was, what is your hope when you are suffering? Hope is that it will either go away or that it will be lessened soon and that I can learn why I had to suffer. That the outcome will be a lesson learned and that you'll come out on top. My hope is in that verse, is that knowing that... um, God's taking a bad thing, sorry, making taking a bad thing and making it good. Um, and just the hope that it will benefit me, even though it may not benefit me in the way I want it to or I think it should, but it will benefit something in my life that I can be a part of. Honestly, depending on the situation, I don't care the pain scale. Like I don't care how much pain he gives me, as long as I am still able to like see my family every day and see my friends before I die, like before like my time is up, then that's the happiest I'll ever be. To have my friends and family suffering, like not with me, but like community, right? Yeah. Yeah, and those was one, those were some of the applications that Doug was talking about, and I kind of want to brush on those real quickly. And so basically, he had four applications to do when we're suffering, right? Do you remember them? Stop. Whining. Number one, stop whining. (laughs) Raise your hand if you whine about suffering. And everyone's hands went up. Number two, expect and prepare for suffering. You know what I mean? Like you can endure a lot more when you're prepared for it. You know what I mean? Like if someone, I were to come up to you and prepare to punch you in the gut, if you're prepared for it, it wouldn't hurt as much as if I just surprised you and went pop. Do you guys still do like tasers in like school? What? Remember? Okay, so like when I was in, sorry, random oh, like, thought. Yeah, like you like jab someone in the, you know what I mean? Like in the yeah. side. In the I side of, yeah. I do it just to because I know people aren't ready for it because it's old. And that's what I'm saying. Like if you're ready for it, it's like tickling yourself. You can't tickle yourself because you know it's 
it's happening. I'm not gonna lie. When you said taser, I thought you meant like the taser gum. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Number three, be thankful. Every single time you have something to complain about or that you're suffering, I'm sure there are a dozen things you could be thankful for. Yep. And honestly, just counting our blessings can really change the way that we think about our suffering. Anytime I used to not be able to fall asleep, my mom, I would go into her room and she'd be like, no, you go lay back down and you count what you're thankful for and you will fall asleep, I promise. And it works. So if you ever can't fall asleep, it works. Have you ever ran out of things to be thankful for? No. Probably falls asleep before she does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then number four was to help somebody else out. So I think Alexis was talking about it earlier where it's like, you focus on someone else's suffering a little bit where like everyone's going through a battle, whether seen or unseen, right? And so we can just lean into other people's and sit into other people's suffering, right? So cool. Any last takeaways from the story of Job? Be, don't let angry wives tell you to curse God and die. <laughs> mm, yeah, stay away from the angry wives that tell you to curse God and die. Yes, before you get married, Darren, we will make sure that she never says that to you. <laughs> I would say to be more observant of people's behaviors and really like pay attention to what their habits are and uh, stay away from the angry souls. Solid. It's really important who you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. whether that's wife or family or people who or just people chew on or paper. Friends. <laughs> True. I think we get so caught up in like worldly things there's more to life than worldly things Mm -hmm. like job lost everything and was still able to find what was eternal and um everything in this world will fade but um god and the word of god is here forever should have went before her darn it (laughs) um i'd say that even though you're going through something somebody else is going through something the same or if not worse so don't try and run from it and like Surround yourself yourself with other things. Maybe just go at it and not be afraid of it because God's always with you. Solid. Well, thanks for talking about Job and suffering. I know it's not the most fun topic, but it's really real. So signing off, and we will see you next week. Bye. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI, also on Insta and Twitter.